Yo, what's happening, everybody? My name is Caden, and to my right, my buddy Jesse. Combined, we make Anti-Fogmatic, a podcast where we describe the sight, smell, taste, feel, and finish of three beers. We aim to provide you with a comprehensive guide to what we love and what we hate. At the end of the pints, we will provide you with The Chosen One, a brew we believe that almost anybody would enjoy. Hello and welcome to episode number... Holy shit, 10? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Is that a milestone in podcasting? I think 10. once you go past seven, that's usually like the average number that people stop doing things. Really? Mm-hmm. So, okay. You say that. I've been listening to a lot of different podcasts. I have a lot of free time at work for my ears. Um, I've started like seven or eight different new podcasts. Some of that are about, you know, learning how to make your own podcast. Some that are about being a, a Twitch streamer and... Pretty much anything that I'm, I have been interested in, I've started, and these are all from like big famous people, like big time streamers, um, big time podcasting people, and all of them stopped at episode three. Oh yeah, and like really, you've got the free time to do it, you've got the income to do it. Like this is what you do for a living. You're an entertainer. You're a, yeah. you're a, I don't know. There's another word for it, but they quit. They quit after three. That's kind of upsetting. Yeah, yeah. And it's cool for us though. I think. I mean, we're. 10 now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well i mean that comes to a point like what we had where episode six my equipment died again so yeah, we're like but- cool f it let's splurge right we were in a position that we were able to so we were able to buy some nice equipment yeah but that means that was completely circular yeah it totally was but it's still like it's still kind of happened in a sense you know yeah. but i don't know i'm having fun doing this like for those of who do listen right we got yeah. some coasters coming at you guys here soon Oh, yeah. We got some stickers coming at you guys. We're not going to have a whole bunch because, well, we don't have a whole bunch of listeners. But yeah, yeah. when we are at the Tumwater Artisan Brew Festival, we're going to be handing those out. If you see us, let us know. Uh, we'll be the ones in Speedos. I'm not wearing uh, a Speedo. Except we'll be fully clothed above those Speedos. You will not. I will not wear a Speedo. I can get you those pictures. <sighs> Nonetheless, this is uh, episode number 10, man. Pretty yeah. cool. I'd say it's a milestone for us, right? Um, Tech, we've been doing it for around five months. Kind of makes sense. Five, six. We do it bi-weekly. Yeah. Ten weeks. That's five we months, We skipped dude. a couple yeah. weeks because we had oh, we did. trouble. Yeah. I think so we're I don't know six-ish. Math. Six-ish? Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Um, so, any plans for Brewfest other than the Tumwater Artist in Brewfest? I only want to go to the Tumwater one. Yeah. Um, I have a another... Ex- kind of excursion coming up yeah. um that weekend of the washington brewers fest yeah the one up in seattle uh no yeah that brewer fest yeah, in seattle. yeah. I, yeah. I i got something else going on honestly man i'm seattle's overrated yeah i said it seattle's overrated uh i am going to portland though to do a landscape excursion so we'll what see does how, that mean how that what goes. does a landscape uh, excursion mean? photo excursion is just where you okay. go out with a that group of people and you take pictures technically the one in montana was just me and my friends that decided to host me and my girlfriend for the weekend but portland is actually an event like paid to get in um it's hosted by sigma they're going to give me lenses to use teach me all this stuff how to do it right yeah it's pretty cool that's awesome and how 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 many days is that it's a weekend so saturday Saturday, sunday Sunday? yeah um where at in portland are you so the only reason i i'm asking that question so when i was um, doing my North Coast beer trail drive with Matt, mm-hmm. right? They have 12 breweries. You go hit up 12 breweries, you get a little something. Yeah. Um, I ran into this guy who runs, uh, not runs, I think he just works there actually. I don't want to say he runs it, but over it's the Beer, Wine, and House in the Seaside, uh, Oregon area. 
It's in the, a random area, dude. It's in like the same shopping outlet mall area where like Nike outlet center is like a bunch of weird shit, but you go in there and it's a small little place, just like Northwest beer works. Cool. Right. Where you go in, that's where I got the KBS that we're drinking okay. today. Matt got this massive, it's like 17 ounce IPA in a can called F bomb. Yeah. It was the definition of a bomb. Like it wrecked you. And the F stood for some crazy hops that I've never heard of started with an F and it's just, they bomb it full of those hops, which is pretty cool. But I went in there, guess what they had on tap? Pliny. Definitely did not have Pliny on tap. Oh, they did have a Russian river beer on tap that I've never had. It was the damnation. It's a golden, um, Oh my God. I can't even think of the name. Golden lager. I believe it was a golden lager. Um, you want to look that up for me when you get a chance, but I got it. I was very excited to finally have a beer from the company that I love Pliny so much, but I've never been able to have the opportunity to try their stuff. Wasn't Gold Rush, was it? No, 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 no. The name of it was Damnation. The, oh. the type of style or the style oh. of brew was like a golden some. I cannot think of it. Golden Hang on, I Kolsch. Strong golden ales of Belgium. Fruity. Moa. It doesn't say. No? Belgian strong pale ale. That's what it says. That's the style. A Belgian pale ale. Maybe it's a golden Belgian ale. Maybe that's what I'm thinking it was. Nonetheless, good beer. It was very interesting flavor profile. It was very complex. Like most beers that we've been drinking lately, a lot of these hazy, juicy IPAs are very smooth profile. Like the beer itself is, oh, fruity, maybe some hops, finish. This was like... A roller coaster of flavors. It was something I have like it was like a Kolsch, but then I got punched with this heavy hop. Like it was good, good beer. Um, what was I getting at? I think you were just, you, you were talking about like what, what area of Portland I'm going to be in. You started oh talking about that. Place. Yeah, Jesus. Okay, that's horrible and embarrassing. But nonetheless, this dude told me about this place. I want to say it's called Horse Brass in Oregon. It's a beer and brewery pub but the owner of Pliny the elder the gentleman who has mastered and perfected Pliny the elder he was really 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 good friends uh, with the gentleman who owned the horse brass he was a craft beer advocate like he changed the craft like if you look up his name i can't remember his name right now cool totally blanking on it but he owns that place and they have Pliny the elder and or the blind pig always on tap no matter what. Because he's friends with him. Because he used oh, to be friends. Dude. So like he makes sure that that, br- that bar or pub gets that beer. So check it out when you're down there, man. <laughs> like It's called Horse Brass. But um, I've always wanted to try the Blind Pig. But if you get to try Pliny on Tap, man, it's going to be delicious. But We'll speak- see. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, it's a landscape excursion. Yeah. So you. Portland, I think, is where we're meeting. But we're obviously going to be taking pictures of, like, trees and mountains and yeah. things like that. If I get a chance, I'll go. I feel you. Uh, I just, I hope I'm in that area. That makes more sense. Yeah. But you never know. No, no, you, you don't. never know. So, have you looked at the beers we're drinking this week? A little bit. I okay. looked at the names. So, we got a KBS. Yeah, Kentucky Breakfast Stout. Yep. It has no relation to that interesting bacon lie yeah. of a breakfast beer that we had, right? It, it, hope I doesn't. Hope I doesn't. I hope, hope it I doesn't. Because <laughs> um, that that beer was terrible. I hear you. I hear you. So to get into the beers of what we're drinking, we got the KBS, 
12.3% brew. On top of that, we have a super fluff double IPA from Matchless Brewing. And last but not least, I brought us up a Pliny the Elder for us to taste, talk about, uh, just coalesce, if you will, on a yeah. lovely beer. And I just want to uh, bullshit it. I mean, it's it's a hyped up beer, right? Hate it. If you want to hate it, hate it. It's a good IPA. And we'll talk a little bit about it. But let's go ahead and dive into the first beer. Jesse, for your for your um, your love of stouts on a scale of one to ten, what how, how much do you love stouts? Ten, yeah, ten. And ten. It, that's my beer style. That's I like your beer stouts. Style. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and next one down would be porters at a nine. Okay. Maybe an eight and a half. So this is a highly acclaimed, barrel aged Kentucky bourbon stout. It's a flavored stout that is good for everything flavored stouts ought to be good for. It is an ale brewed with chocolate and coffee aged in oak southern barrels. So on that note, the the, the oak bourbon aged. Yeah. Um, sometimes that scares me and I've had 100% that agree. ruin beers for me. 100% um, agree. Because you go in, you're going to drink a beer and it tastes like whiskey. Yeah. And I, I hate that. want whiskey. I don't I like whiskey. Beer. I like some, but I have to be like in a mood for it. It's probably in a vanilla Coke. Yeah. Well, I think Ron Swanson said it best that clear alcohol is for rich women on diets and Caden. And Caden. I've heard I that. I love gin. I remember that from and the I show. And I love tequila. <laughs> I love it. You but, know, he said that, but do you remember the drinking competition between his mom and Tammy? Oh, yeah. And it was like a Ron Swanson batch of uh, moonshine. Clear liquor. Yeah, but it's moonshine. Doesn't yeah, matter. Clear liquor, though, nonetheless. Damn. What a contradictive. Yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. Um, so... This brew was well. This beer was brewed in 2018, right? This particular batch. This batch was okay. brewed in 2018, then it's aged oh God. in barrels, right, for okay. a year. So it's cave aged in a Kentucky cave somewhere for an entire year to provide bourbon undertones. I'm not a fan of those, right? But I saw this and I was like, you know who would? Jesse. We'll see. So tell me what you said before we started recording because you broke my heart. You know, and you, you were like, oh, it's the Kentucky Breakfast Stout. It immediately reminded me of that bacon beer that Take you a smell. decided I'm not even gonna look at it. to smell buy last time. And that was, I was excited for that one and it let me down. Dude, let me down. Dude, two beers let me down that time. I don't know. Let's smell. I just I poured a little bit because it almost ran out of the bottle. <laughs> What's up, dude? It smells like bourbon. Okay. Of course it does. What's the ABVs on this? The ABVs on this? It's yeah. only 12.3. <laughs> you know, uh, oh, God. it's It smells like bourbon, but I also get uh, rich dark chocolate. Do you? I really do. So hopefully that stands out in the flavor. So for someone who's not a bourbon, not a, like that smell, look at my cheeks. That gives It gives me like that. Yeah. That look. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> like if you're at a party and a lot of our, you know, Millennial listeners probably have been through this where you drink too much of one alcohol. Yeah. And then after that, you just can't drink it anymore. But when you smell it. I can't remember the last time I had vodka. It hurts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to pour myself a little more. Pour yourself I'm not going to go crazy on this one. So the pour itself is little to no head, which is absolutely respectable for this porter. Which is cool. Um, I just get. Stout. Stout. Excuse me. Stout. Yeah. Uh, Imperial Stout. Let me correct you, sir. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, oh, oh the double correct. <laughs> um, table's just spinning. The, the tables have turned. <laughs> um, 
yeah so <laughs> it's got it's pitch black dude like 100 percent mocha tan lines nothing crazy it's an overall okay beer so beer advocate it's got it at a 4.37 which is pretty high uh, with 70 IBUs for a porter, which seems like a lot. So I got that from Beer Advocate. I don't know if it's accurate, but. Still a stout. You still keep, a stout. You keep saying porter. Oh my God, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you for the correction. Uh, so color, bourbon. I black. get some notes of chocolate, black. Is that all you smell? Is just chocolate and bourbon? I I do get chocolate. I get cocoa. Cocoa nibs. Okay, okay. I don't get the coffee though. So cheers, man. I'm not. All right, let's do this. I do not taste the smell, for nope. one. Nope. I do get coffee in the taste. I do. And bourbon. Coffee and bourbon. Why do I like that? I don't know. Do you like it? It's uh, not right now. No, I don't. I think I would, maybe in a different setting. What's wrong with us recording? It's not wintertime. I don't know. Like, well, this is a seasonal beer that only comes out during spring. Who fucked that up? <laughs> Let me just who, turn your who table. Who did this come from? <laughs> Kentucky Bourbon. Kentucky Bre- Founders no, Brewing Company. Founders Brewing Company. Email me, Founders Brewing Company, and we will talk about how you messed that up. Okay. The aftertaste flavor profile is like, I just had a sip of black coffee. Like, that is delicious. Yeah, no, it's good. But what, when do you drink black coffee? The most. In the morning. But what time of year? I drink every time of year. Every every day. Every day I have every a black day. Well, you also wake up at six a.m. Plenty of time to get ready for work. Whenever I was up at six a.m. today, I, I was so glad, Look, dude, that you got a hold of me to come here at ten a.m. I was like, thank God. I got up at nine, and that was sleeping in for me because I get up at three. Yeah, but I, at the same time, I don't have time for myself in the morning. I get up, I get ready for work. I grab my lunchbox and I go. I feel you. Right? Like if I don't plan ahead I, the night before and start the coffee, yeah. I'm not having coffee. If I worked that type of job though, like where I had uh, you know a bit of a drive and I had a little bit more early requirements, like I would be doing the same thing as you are. Because like, when I did construction for land and landscaping years ago, same thing where I'd have to go to um, Queen Anne from Sultan, Washington, which Ugh. is two and a half hour drive with traffic. Who knows? Right. But I would do the same thing. Like I'd have coffee in the morning. I'd leave at 4 a.m., 5 a.m. And I'd get it there at 8. You know, thank God I made it on time. Oh, uh, gross. See, so I hear you. I hear you. But for a stout, right? We haven't had many stouts on the podcast, but we had the KBS, right? We had the Dala. We had four from love with from Astoria or with love from Astoria. Yeah. Um, and then we also had that Dark Waters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, not too many, but would anyone, is this sticking out? Like the aftertaste profile win, makes this beer a winner for me. If we're talking about the, the coffee flavor, yeah, this is a good one. I think one of the best ones we had, remember that one, I think it was like episode four or three where the stout itself just tastes like straight coffee. And I, I made that comment. Like if you it put ice in it, you could just drink it as a black coffee in the morning on yeah. the way to work and nobody would know. Like... That stout was a perfect coffee, like, stout. Yeah, yeah. that's that matchless yeah. Dalla. That was good. Yeah, that's a good beer. I think that one definitely keep, can contend with this if people were able to acquire the Dalla a little easier. This, so if we're talking about that coffee stout, this is Grandpa's coffee in the morning when he doesn't want to deal with 
you know, grandma, yeah. and he pours a little bit of bourbon in his coffee just to, you know, tune her out. That's why it's a Kentucky breakfast stout, man. Hey, man. I get it now. Okay. All right. So that was your, uh, your, your trip, your mm. beer. So my North Coast beer trail trip. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty awesome, man. So work's been going so well that I, I was able to acquire Sunday Mondays off, which is for those of you that work retail, yeah. there is a God. Yep. Pretty awesome, Thanks, right? John. So, yeah, John's a homie. So I have Sunday Mondays off, which is great, which is great because my roommates have Sunday Mondays off or Saturday Sundays off, right? Uh, it's been about a year that I've actually had a, a day off where we can just you know fart around, do shit, right? So as soon as I caught word within the week, I was like, yo, Matt, we have to go do this. We have to go down to Astoria. So then we started Googling stuff, looking at Astoria, like, oh, what brewery should we go asking around? And then I found this thing called uh, North Coast Beer Trail, where you go, there's 12 beers, and you start from either Astoria or Cannon Beach. We decided to drive south and then go north since we live in Olympia, right? And we hit up um, Seaside Brewing Company. We hit up like this two other small interesting little bars or one bar. Um, and what they do is you go there, they have to stamp it. They have initial it. So you have this like little postcard brochure thing. And it, you know, it tells you all about it. Like don't drink and drive, have a, have a, a driver of course. And it tells you about all these beers and where they are. Um, but what's dope is like, I went to seaside brewing company. I've never enjoyed a tap room more in my life. Beer. Good. Right. Customer service. Fine. Right. This is in the old original jail sale that was in Seaside Brewing Company. Cool. Way back in the 1800s. Cool. So like you're in a piece of history. And I was just, I was loving it. Uh, we wanted to keep it really light because we had to pace ourselves for those five breweries, right? Um, but we got some, you know, basic clam chowder. Legit, don't think I've had clam chowder that was any better. So good. Uh, but to start off right, I had like a Marionberry Hef, got a crowler. Um my crawler, you mentioned it last episode that you paid six bucks for one. This crawler was seventeen dollars. That's insane. Stupid. It's also our area. It is our area, hundred percent. Like we got sixteen dollar four packs out here, people. What is going on? Don't know. I'm still gonna buy it. Yeah, you are. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was the first stop. I don't remember the other place we went, but it was odd. It was a little interesting place. But then we went to that beer and wine house, and I talked to that guy. Had that golden Belgian ale, the Damnation from uh, Russian River, which was super good. Overall, like we were, we took Matt's new Beamer. Oh, how was that ride, dude? Yeah, all right. Uh, Sweet, isn't it? So there were multiple oh, yeah. times where um, I'm just gonna say, like Matt took control of the vehicle. Right? I have never understood. Like a fast car or a car that can get like, I get cars can be fast, but I've never like experienced like a road trip and vehicle that like bombs, dude. Um, one of the most intense slash best rides that I've ever had in my life in terms of road tripping, Matt blew my mind. Like just the fluidity, the smoothness of driving in that vehicle. Yeah. Like there were times where we, you know, safely, of course, pass people. Right, and then we get to a point to where it's like, oh, it's flat now. So we're let's pass another, another, yeah. another. And I, the only emotion that's coming from from me is like when Ron is super excited and Parks and Rec when he just goes, <laughs> oh yeah, his little giggle. laugh, dude. The whole time that was me. You Brian. know that's his real laugh. 
Oh, it's that is gotta Nick be. Offerman's real laugh. I've seen <laughs> interviews. I've I've read his book. Like that dude laughs like that. That is so it's awesome. It reminds me of my friend Adam. Just super cheesy. Like yeah. That. Um. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. About the beer, right? My trip was excellent, right? Good, good. I'll continue with it later. Oh, I yeah. want to get this beer figured out and finished. But the color is black, darker Look. than dark, right? Scent is nothing but bourbon. I get the chocolate smells. Um, I don't get much chocolate taste. No. But I do get a lot of coffee. Overall, it's a good beer, though. Um, for me, for someone that doesn't like stouts, 4.4 is a little high. Um, but I definitely am going to give it above a 4.4 stout because I find it drinkable. And I hate bourbon undertones. And I'm enjoying this beer. I'll agree with the 4.4 only because it's different from the usual style. Yeah, it really That's is. That's the only reason why. It really is. And it, it flipped you on your head, right? You thought it was going to be icky. I ain't true. And it was, eh, not bad, not bad, not bad. So up next, we have our rotations. Yeah, man. Rotations of the week. So Matchless Brewing has... Oh. What's up? Uh, um, Got something? I just really like that place. Oh, okay. They have their Nojito, which is... A beer spinoff of a mojito. They're a relevant saison, which I guess you have yet to try. I haven't tried it either. I haven't tried the irrelevant saison, um, but I'll tell you, man, that mojito. Yeah. Um, it's a good beer. Like in terms of different. Is it minty? It's got a little. It's not as minty as you'd want it to be. But what it is, though, what it is not in minty, it is in lime. It's That's got cool. a really lime punch, which is really cool. Uh, but the Saison, I haven't. I uh, I honestly really want to, but I'm just, I'm not a fan of buying bottles. Um, They also have their uh, Grits Burger Pilsner. Yeah, I mean, good pills. You had that one? It's not a bad Pilsner. Cool. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. Jesse's got some burps going down. Downtown Burp Town. Three Mags has the Coffee Tompkins Imperial Oatmeal Stout. What that a sounds, good name. Sounds delicious. It's coffee um, Tompkins? Like, yeah, I wonder why. Um, the Orange Treat is another one, uh, which is a new Imperial Stout, as well as they emphasize chocolate notes, orange peel, and coconut cream, which is neat. <clears throat> that's um, really interesting to me. Like, coconut cream in the stout, like, that's... Makes it milky. Yeah, it's a milk stout. I'm really interested in that. Um, and a 2017 Audemars Solera, uh, which is a process for aging liquids such as wine, beer, vinegar, and brandy. By fractional blending in such a way that the finished product is a mixture of ages. Yeah, that's Solera, right? Okay. Pretty weird. That's pretty cool. That's the type of like beer style it is. Um, the brew contains a blend of three vintages of their roasted rye farmhouse, 2015 and 2016, aged in red wine barrels mm-hmm. for increased acidity, blended with fresh batch fermented in 2017 stainless barrels. That's what's cool about the beer. So they take a 2015 rye, a 2016 rye, and then they brew a fresh batch in 2017, right? And then they brew that, like they take the two red wine brew barrels and then they take, they combine it with, or then they take the stainless steel and then wash it down, if you will, with that. And then they brew that for a year and then they pour it. Crazy. Right? It's gotta be a good beer, man. Like they're doing weird stuff at Three Mags. Like that's yeah. what's cool about it. Like one thing I will say about Three Magnets that I enjoyed is like before we started doing this podcast, before this whole hazy dominant uh juicy ipa took over i remember vividly 2015 2014 three or when they first uh, established their actual brew pub they were doing like big juice little juice ipas and i was like i thought those, those are the coolest thing super juicy super delicious so not, not going to complain definitely loved them yeah, yeah um so moving on beer number two 
from Matchless Brewing. Um, I've never been there, so I can't be that hyped. It's all right. It's our second one that we're doing on the podcast for Matchless, right? First one was the Dala. And hey, if you're local, they got Dala on tap right now. Get down there. It's delicious. The Dala was probably one of my favorites we've done, period. It's good beer, man. I'm not a big stout fan. It's still one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, ABVs for this guy. I don't know. What is it? It's the Super Fluff Super Double IPA. Fluff. So, uh, Matchless, for those in the craft world, are known for their all-fluff IPA. It's their beer that they brew once a year. Um, Aging Nerds uh, podcast, uh, the gentleman, he's local as well. He told me about the all-fluff, like, two months ago. And I was like, hey, man, keep an eye out for this since you're local. Like, you'll be able to see it there since you're going to Matchless. I was like, all right, cool. So, Two weeks ago, I go to Matchless and I see Eight. Super Fluff, That's cool. not All Fluff, right? So All Fluff is their standard IPA and Super Fluff is their double IPA okay. with lactose. So pretty good. Um, I have had this one and that's why I'm doing it on the cast, man. It's a delicious, delicious brew. So I got a tongue twister for us. Matchless says that this beer is not like regular all fluff. I'm a super fluff, super fluff. I'm super fly because it's a very fluffy beer, the kind you don't take home to mother. It tastes like pineapple and orange juice. Once you get it out of the cooler, the beer is super fluffy now. This is beer is super fluff. You'll really love to taste it because it's super fluff. The beer's all right, the beer's all right with me. It's super fluff, super fluff. It's super fluffy. What song is that? Like... (laughs) What are you pulling that the, from? Okay, that's what that's what's funny. I read this multiple times this morning. I was like, "What is that from?" And then I read it out loud, and I was like, "What song is that?" <laughs> I'm super fluffy. What is it? I'm uh. Oh, it's <laughs> right not... there. <laughs> I cannot think of the name. It'll come to me later. That's all right. Um. So I be I'm sorry. ABVs. ABVs. Eight point or eight and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, IBUs couldn't see anything. No, I don't got no. anything in IBUs, right? Um, Maybe is, is this part of the hazy IPA thing? Super fluff is a hazy double Indian pale ale, right? Maybe the hazy IPAs are just saying screw the IBUs. Maybe because there aren't any, right? Because it's so damn juicy. Yeah. So what I love about Matchless Brews, like on their label, they put everything they do, which is really cool. So this bright pink label with clouds illustrated with rainbow colored super fluff words. On the back of it, they talk about their hops. So this bad boy is brewed with Citra, El Dorado, Mosaic, and Vic Secret. Maybe that's like Victoria's Brewer and it's a secret hops. I don't know. Good for him. The malts, right, with this one for the malts, we're, we're tossing in pilsners, oats, and wheats. And then for yeast, juice. Okay. Right? And then for the description, now cloudier, now fluffier. Right. Let's dive right in. Open it. All right, you ready? I'm, we haven't done a can at all. Is this episode? Last I don't think episodes. we did last one either. Mm. Smell the lactose. Mm, I don't want to. Gimme, give gimme, give gimme. Give hey, it's it's your typical hazy juicy IPA, it right? Is. But it's local. Yeah. It's not an East Coast brew. Get enough in there? It's a tallie, dude. Yeah, sure, bro. Look at that. You, you act like, like we drank a 13% beer earlier. Yeah. This one's only eight, dude. It's okay. Only. All right, so very similar to last week's beers, man. Those juicy beers, it's got them pillowy head. Yeah. Fluffy, light. Got some big bubbles in mind, but nothing to shout home about, right? 
8.8%. No, it's just 8%. Good job. Good golly, Miss Molly. 8.5%. You're getting there. Right? Beer Advocate score on our local brews got it sitting at a 4. Um, and however, on Untapped, it's a little bit higher, which is usually backwards for us. So, poor, pretty basic. Nothing to shout home. Yeah. It is hazy. Um, you related to last week's beers or last episode's beers at all? Looks like the Envy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very uh, yellow, but it's a double, right? We didn't. We're not getting graced by a five percent pale ale. We got some India double IPA going on here. Well, cheers, man. I mean, first smells. Do you get anything noticeable? Skunky fruit. I get some skunky fruit, right? That's why. I, that's why I think you'll be okay with this one. It's because that skunky fruit's going to come through in the the taste. He's pondering. Take another sip. Don't say anything. Take another sip. You deserve it. You've had a hard week. All right? You deserve it. What you got, Jesse? Uh, this isn't my favorite by any means. It's okay. Um, it is punchy. I mean, I, they should definitely list the IBUs. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's bitter, right? In the 80s, I'd say. Definitely bitter. Um, there's a fruity citrusy undertone, but it is not the beer, but it doesn't, it doesn't make the beer. Um, I don't get the fluffy. I don't get, you don't, that. you don't no. get the pillowy light. I don't get that at all. Dang. It's syrupy. Let me try me. Another. It is very syrupy. It lingers yeah. for a while. And that takes away from the, the, the pillowy fluffy. Yeah. I don't know. I get you. Um, I don't know. It's another basic hazy IPA. I get you. Like not to be rude to no. match those great beers, man. Yeah, it, it it's not bad. I would still order this and buy this any day. If I was Especially there. since it's once a year. Oh well yeah. Yeah, like oh Superflow's out? Sure. Cool. I'll go get one. Yeah. I'm I'm okay with that, right? But in terms of like <clears throat> the flavors, if you like thick beers, like if you like those juicy milkshakey IPAs, this will give it to you. Um and I said lactose a couple times, but the more I drink it, the I don't really actually believe there is lactose in this. It is just a hazy Double IPA, so I, I could be wrong. I just wanted to correct myself. So that wasn't a part of the can then? Uh-uh. Okay. No, no, that's just me spitting out sh- crap. We only drink it because we like it. We don't drink it because we have to. You know, we haven't we haven't brought this up in a while, but the hate the lacing on my glass is actually This is the not only bad. one that's been noticeable to me. Like, the other beers have been a little lighter. But this one really gives you a lot of good spider webbing down the whole whole entire glass. Are you smelling anything other than the skunky fruit? Mm, I don't really have any like specific fruits that are jumping out. Um, I don't get much because all I get is juice. Like I, I keep it. coming back to a bitter grapefruit. Yeah. It does a have bit. a huge bitter vibe. And grapefruit right now is huge all around beers right now. Yeah. So I can definitely agree with that. But I can't really say much more than what we've already said, mainly because it's... We've done these types of beers so many know, times, so many times the past three or four episodes. Yeah. I'm not upset. I'm just, I'm disappointed. We did them. Yeah. yeah cool. Um, well, to finish it off before we move into booze news, yeah. uh, I'm right there with you. I don't have anything else to say. It's a basic double IPA. There's a hint, an undertone of fruity. It's bitter, um, but I don't get the fluff. Um, one thing I will say, like drinking it, very thick mouthfeel. Uh, it's very good in terms of just the overall body of the the beer. But I agree with you, man. So let's move forward. It's a good beer number two. Let's go ahead and head to 
booze news. Do you got anything? I do. I do have cool. one little thing. Mm. So I try to keep it as local as I can to us because, well, we're the only one that listens to our own podcast. So why not keep with it? Right? <laughs> no Lie Brewing, which is based out of Spokane. Uh, they have had a beer named Born and Raised. It's kind of their flagship brew, their flagship IPA. Seven years when IPAs were kind of taking over the beer market, right? Beer world. Okay. They came into the, the you know the, the rearview mirror and dropped this Born and Raised, right? So the No Lie Brew House founder John Bryant has been trying to resolve a dispute with the Anheuser Busch. God damn it, Anheuser Busch. Yeah, dude. yeah. Always. Who owns the Chicago-based, Anheuser-Busch owns the Chicago-based Goose Island, which, side note, not only is Goose Island gross in my opinion, but they're also owned by him, Anheuser-Busch, which also makes sense. I'm just making a lot of friends with this article. Anyways, Goose Island recently began using a new slogan or a new term for a beer, right? That is only available at the brew house, right? So it's exclusive to Goose Island while it's there, right? But it's also called Born and Raised. Right. However, it's exclusively available in the Chicago brew house. So the Spokane, Washington location, no lie brewing. Um, they, however, have been using the born and raised, like I said, uh, brew for the name of their flagship, flagship IPA for the past seven years. So Anheuser stated, I don't think we should have, or excuse me. Um, what's his name? John Bryant said, I don't think we should have to give Anheuser-Busch a brand that's established since 2012. Right. Well, the Goose Island president responded. He said, No Lie doesn't own a federal trademark, so we're going to use it no matter what. So, like, let's look at it like a respect sort of thing. Like, yeah. Let's look at it like a, like a turf. Like, like, that's dumb. Like, in the world of beer, like, Anheuser-Busch is obviously not a craft brewer. No Lie, definitely a small craft brewer. Yeah, yeah. Why? I think, I mean, you're talking about in a respect sort of way. For me, big brewing companies, you know, Anheuser-Busch, Coors, yeah. those those big guys, they don't have respect for anybody. And and I'm, I'm getting very, um, I don't know the proper term for it. I'm going to say political, but the big brewing companies are definitely like big corporate, right? They want you to spend the money. They don't want to give any more money. They want their whole slice of the pie and they're not giving up that slice of the pie then you got microbrew guys coming in here or craft brewers coming in taking that away from them so Anheuser-Busch probably doesn't give a shit yeah. and they're not going to they're like they're they're just into forcing people's hands right yeah. uh, like what are you going to do sue us like we have yeah. more money than you we'll, we'll destroy you true but I mean I think at the same time if if they want to keep it trademark it trademark it right now no, if nobody else yeah. has do it right but I bet there's some sort of law, like where if in something is, if there's a dispute in between something, one party can't go ahead and take advantage and, you know, uh, copyright that or trademark that in a sense. <clears throat> uh, not if you don't have a trademark, I don't think. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I half agree with you, I half don't. I think there's a clause where it says like if you've been using it for so long, obviously it's yours. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's a name, right? Like, how much can they take from that unless they trademark it? Did you know that? The lady that wrote the Twilight books trademarked the word Twilight. Really? The fucking word. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember my mom was telling me she went to go get handbags made for all of her and her lady friends. They were going to be like Twilight whatever 
and where she was going to do them. And multiple places said this, that they won't stitch it because they would have to, you know, pay up because it's trademarked by that lady. That's crazy. Yeah. So they should have. I mean, if, if they want it, they should trademark it right now. Yeah. Keep it for their own. It's like kind of like first namesakes too. Like when you you have like you have that name because it's been established. Yeah. For you know, so many years, seven years is a long time. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of it's kind of annoying. It's frustrating. Like one thing that's really interesting about Anheuser Busch is like they're they own part of Deschutes, but at the same time, Deschutes is still known for being an independent yeah. employee-owned, locally run craft brewer. Yeah. Right, and that's interesting. So. I want to know like at what levels and why companies like Anheuser-Busch decide to overtake uh, craft brewers. Like what, at what point are you okay with being more hands-on and less hands-on? Profit. So I, I can relate to this because one of my favorite games, WoW, is run by Blizzard. Well, I went years thinking that Blizzard was an independent company. And technically they are, but for the longest time, over a decade, they've been owned by Activision. Activision is one of the two big names in video games, right? So Activision is doing that for a profit-based reason. They own Blizzard. Blizzard makes money. You keep making money, we're not going to touch with your shit. Same thing. Anheuser-Busch owns to shoots. They don't have to do anything, but they still take home, let's say, 5% every month. Hmm. Okay. So I get it. Now Anheuser-Busch is maintaining a business without doing any work whatsoever. And they're probably selling less beer because of it. And still taking home money, yeah. like why? It's it's pure pure profit. That's yeah, I don't know. I just I think it's it's childish in a way for a, a major company to like kind of force the hand of a, a smaller yeah. you know company. Absolutely. In terms of like, hey, even though you've used this, like we're just going to do it. Like, what's the point? Oh yeah. Like, why don't you just change the words a little bit? You know. It's like uh, the college that has the little Irish guy for their team mascot uh-huh. sued a high school for using that same logo a high school of all a places. high school right like it's a mascot it's a football team who cares that's ridiculous yeah where's, where's, you know um so i i have some fun booze news i this, love yeah. fun booze news so i there's a couple they're just quick little articles i'm not going to read the whole like list of them um, so two women were arrested after a dispute in a family dollar, uh, it's a dollar tree, or dollar general for people that don't know, involving a BB gun and a beer bottle. Um, one woman chased the other woman with the beer bottle and a BB gun. They were both arrested, because I guess they were causing trouble. Um, another very classy lady, uh, she was in Target, walking around, picked up some items and a six-pack, went into the dressing room for an hour and sat there, tried on clothes, and drank the whole six-pack, and then walked out without paying for anything. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Real classy lady. My idol. Yeah. California. That's where she was at. What a If you're looking for her, if that's your type of lady, that's where you gotta go. Yo. Um, I gotta get moving. That's. I mean, that's pretty much all I got. That's just kind of fun. (laughs) No, man, I enjoy them. I love it, especially the one you did, like, three weeks ago with the... The chick that shoved the dude's face oh my in her gosh, crotch, that yeah, gets me, man. Florida's great for that type yeah, of stuff. Florida's crazy. I'm trying not to focus on them. It's really hard. You can sometimes. type in like murder on Melrose at 1 a.m. and then just type in F L O. Yeah, and it's gonna be finished with Florida. Like, yeah, anything happens in Florida, dude. Yeah. All right. Well, 
super fluff is coming to an end that is the end of our booze news let's go ahead and roll over to beer number three and i am not too excited about this one um psych i've never heard a bigger lie we got plenty of the elder for you i mean well it's really for us but you know about it you've had it if you know what it is and you don't want to hear about it turn it off but please don't continue listening because you know, that's what you're here for. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to talk some IPAs. And um, we're going to talk why this beer is so hyped up. Let's get it, Jesse. All right. We would now like to introduce to you Pliny the Elder. Yeah, okay. It's just a beer, guys. Yeah. Chill out. Okay, yeah. We need to chill. Good God. Only you could be this excited about a yeah, beer right now. It's <laughs> just a beer, uh, which I have 24 in my fridge. 24? I brought them up from... Well, I don't have 24 anymore. Yeah. Because I drank them, but... Um, but yeah. Yeah. Let's get it, man. So, Planet of the Elder, man, it's got the staple champagne-style glass, mm-hmm. right? That makes this beer iconic in the sense. Like, they're yeah. known for their... They're bottles, right? Um, and if you listen to any interviews by the owners, like they'll they'll mention their bottles. Like that's why we stick to it. Everyone's doing cans, we're doing bottles, mother. You that's know? cool. Like dark green label, deep piney red. I love it. I love it. I got my piney hat on. Let's do this. Do you know why? Uh, do you know why the bottles are brown? Uh, yeah. I I didn't know this till like a couple years ago. Yeah. Is to keep them from going the beer going yeah, bad because the uv rays no idea crazy right like i always thought that was interesting yeah that's interesting like corona doesn't matter but i think it's just certain beers yeah <clears throat> russian river brewing makes this eight percent double ipa iconic ipa so i mean let's talk about it like the poor i already know what it's going to be i, I know, don't even need know. to look at the beer it's a golden crystal clear ipa it's a beautiful brew it's got about a half finger of head. Honestly, it's pretty rocky bubbles. Not bubbles, head. Reminds me a lot of the one that we had last episode that was very clear. The the pills? No, the... The Kolsch? The Kolsch beer? Right? For a double IPA. Yeah. And you're comparing it to a Kolsch. That's accurate. Like, accurate as all good. Get it's one of my favorite booze, man. Tell us about it, Jesse. You know, I don't have much to say about this one. I'm sorry. That's okay. I mean, I'll, I'll tell them. Like, you know, it's it's got that thick, rocky head, right? Leaves behind that spider lacing. Obviously, really depends on the glass in terms of your lacing is concerned. But the biggest thing is you have extremely strong aromas that unpeel with each sip. And by saying unpeel, I mean that like, like an onion, right? Each sip brings back a different layer, right? It peels back a different layer of the beer. So, like an onion. Yeah, like ogres. Yeah, like ogres. Ogres are like onions, right? Stay out in the sun too long, they get little white hairs on the top of the head. <laughs> I love that movie. Like, that one part in the way they're like, ugh, who would live here? This is my home. I like that boulder. Yeah. That is a nice boulder. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, shit gets me. So, yeah, it's a classic IPA, right? This is an IPA that established the IPAs. Like, this is what people model their IPAs after, you know? Floral, piney, 
hoppy, bitter, right? Uh, it was a, um, a, a way of, it was a high achievement to have your beer that you could see through it and still be 8%, right? Makes Cheers. Sense. That's cool. Just crisp, clean. Feels like you're drinking purified water. Right? So smooth. But guess how many IBUs? Eight. IBUs. Oh, no. IBUs. Oh. I don't know. 100 IBUs. I don't believe that. It is. Yeah. It's 100 IBUs. It's cut down by all those layers of flavor. Layers. But... So I'm I'm not as biased towards this beer as you are, okay. and it's it's a hometown thing. Like for me, it's Boulevard, right? But I've had this bottle, this bottle, this beer three different times now. The first time, it was great. The second time, I didn't like it so much. Okay. And this time, I'm in love with it again. Okay. So it, so why? I, Why do you think that is? I think the first time it was great because it was, you know, a beer my friend's given me and he was hyping it so much that it might as well have been God to me. And you wanted it to be I good. I wanted it to sense, be good, right? right? So then yeah, the no, second I time I had it, when I actually had a full bottle to myself, it was just a normal beer. Okay. And I think I let all that hype get to me. It was like a new video game release. It just kind of came crashing down. I was like, okay, well, it's not, it's not that great. But now, like, having it this time, I've had it on both spectrums and tasting the different flavors and like 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 you were saying i had two sips i got kind of two different levels of fruitiness yeah i don't know and it's good mm-hmm. i like it mm-hmm. no I, I i feel you man um so like why is this beer so hyped why is this like one of the greatest ipas right maybe it is maybe it isn't i think it really depends on the person but the reason why this beer is good and the reason why it unpeels after each sip Mm -hmm. is because it has been perfected mastered carefully articulated to create like not a beer but i want something to be known for i want to change the game and this dude i can't remember his the owner's name but Vinny. Vinny created a beer that changed everything right now people wait in line for beers he was probably one of the first companies where people waited in line for things like that. It's insane. Right? I don't know the history, and I could be totally wrong, but me and my buddy Austin have been thinking, like, oh, let's go to the uh, the uh, Pliny the Younger release. Cool. We're talking to people, and they're like, oh, yeah, you can definitely come. Plan on camping outside. And we're like, what? That's awesome. That's crazy. I would go just for that experience. Yeah. So we're looking at going. Uh, it's the first and second week of March. Uh, and we're, wow. we're probably going to take off a couple, like three days and we're going to wait basically and try to get in. So we'll see. Uh, you're obviously more than welcome to come. That dude's got a lot to live up to, right? Yeah. So like plenty of the others, this big beer, everyone loves it. And it's so iconic. He's going to come out with plenty of the younger. Yeah. Well, plenty of the younger is the thing that they do every year around this time for, or around the first and second week of March. Oh, so, so it's, it's been done. It's a triple IPA, right? There's not many triple IPAs out there. There's a few. I saw one at Trader Joe's I was going to grab. I can't remember the name. My buddy Austin told me about another one uh, that looks like a Turkish beer. I I can't remember it. I don't want to butcher it anymore. But the reason why this beer is hyped is not because it's exceptional, right? Not that because, I mean exceptional, I mean in terms of like different change in flavor. At the time, it was one of the best beers around. Like people could not True. get this. You still cannot get this. Like we don't get this in Washington. We have to go to Oregon and hope that this uh, this this pub or this brew this 
bar has it on tap, right? Mm. That's why it's good. But each sip you drink and you're just like, fuck, it's so crisp, so good. But it's just an IPA, guys. Nothing special. But I think my favorite part is, you know, I, I love those bitter, hurts my face IPAs. This isn't one of those. It's a smooth, crisp, like doesn't hurt to drink. Yeah. But then I it, it keeps you coming back to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like not a lot of people can handle the real rough IPAs. No, that's a good point. The only thing I wish, if I could change one thing about this beer, I just wish it wasn't a hundred IBUs. Which you can't tell, really. No, you can't. But I can't after one, and I'm like, cool bedtime. Yeah, well, like it's just so heavy in that sense. But overall, I got some Pliny's at home. You want a Pliny? Send me a DM on Twitter or Instagram, and I will do a beer trade with you. If you got Hudson Fallon, Hudson Valley Brewing out in New York, let me know. I'll ship some Pliny's to you because I guarantee New York has not seen a Pliny. You think uh, Dubois would want one? Dubois, you want a Pliny? Hit me up, man. So where does that leave us, man? We did all three beers. Ended with Pliny. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to pick Pliny as the favorite, but what was your favorite personal for the beers that we chose this week so we had Pliny the elder we had the kbs and we had the super fluff the super fluff was the most disappointing for me okay um it the name was cool the can was cool uh but the beer itself didn't carry through on that fluff it's like dating a hipster girl right it's like oh she looks cool she sounds cool she's dead inside well yeah and then that's what it was they didn't bring that fluff flavor through with their beer yeah um but it was good not something that I'd pick up all the time. You said it's like, what, once a year they well, do Well, they that? do all fluff once a year. Super all fluff, I think, is just like an additional thing. Okay. And it's just the double version. So, yeah, I mean, if it happens, it happens. Um, the the KBS was real good. Um, we still need founders to email me and talk about why they messed up, why that's a uh, spring beer, because it should be a winter beer. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to get that. Um, if I can get all of our 10 listeners to band together and tweet them, this might happen. I think we have more than 10, but who knows? All right. Well, hopefully we do. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a great stout wrong time of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Right. I, I would drink it with a cigar. That'd be cool. I don't know if there's a lot of people in our age group that are smoking cigars on the regular. I got you. Right. Um, so it's a winter beer. Okay. Should, it should be done in the winter. I feel you. Absolutely. Um, Pliny is my favorite this episode and just because like last episode it's i mean it's easy to drink it's crisp refreshing 100 ibus but you can't tell mm-hmm. so you can have more than one um the eight percent is a little dangerous but i think that's kind of the fun part of it yeah right so but that's yeah. it well overall i agree i mean for me i love Pliny, but that kbs blew me away i'm glad i picked it up for you so for the chosen one uh, the one that people are going to pick. I don't want to pick Pliny. You don't want to pick Pliny? Yeah, stay away from my beer. But I want to pick You don't think? I think Pliny is the way to go. It's definitely the one people want. But yeah. what about that new hipster craze of uh, hazy IPAs? Um. Okay, well, that's not everybody. Not everyone's a hipster. But people follow the flow of traffic, right? Yeah, unfortunately. Okay, so I mean, if we're going to follow the flow of traffic, Pliny. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I was waiting for you to give it to me, and you're like, nah, finger, fuck <laughs> off. That's cool. I dig it. I dig it. Nah, Pliny's definitely it. If you ever get the chance, go to uh, Russian River Brewing, get a Pliny, chill, enjoy it on tap. Yeah. Um, 
I have yet to be there, or I have yet to go to that brewery. Matt went there, said it was great, so super jealous. But that brings us to you know the, the end of our episode. Thanks for hanging out with us for episode number ten. Uh, if you haven't already, check us out on Instagram at Antifogmatic Podcast. Check us out on Twitter as well. And like you said, I got some Pliny's. Let's yeah. do a beer trade. Hit me up. Um, I hope you all have a good day. I'm going to go drink more beer. Jesse? Yeah, you, uh, we, we talked about it last episode. We got uh, coasters coming. We got stickers. Yeah. Um, so keep an eye out for those. We're still working on them. Um, it's not a soon thing, but they're coming. Yeah. I just want to remind everybody. We'll definitely get them to you. And uh, honestly, we're pretty generous folks. So for the, the majority of you that listen to us, we'll try to find you and uh, we'll reach out and send something your way. Dubois, you are definitely number one on our list to get some swag, man. We appreciate everything. Thanks for the five months, six months. Thanks for the 10 episodes. Cheers. Cheers.